This is episode 26. It ain't about you. Hello, hello. <laughs> Your name. <laughs> I was yeah, waiting to see how long it would take you. Uh, hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. I just made Andrew laugh, and I'm Josh. I'm Andrew, and uh, and we are this Jesus Life podcast. Apparently. We have the um, sense you can't of humor. Say the name of like out loud. A, no, dude, I can't. I can't. <laughs> We're we have the humor level of like eighth graders. I changed my name oh, to Joshua yeah. Boobies in our video call here, and Josh can tell you what he made. <laughs> Josh also made his oh, uh, an inappropriate name. <laughs> how about how about this Big D McGee? That's better than the Big other word. Big D McGee. <laughs> No, I didn't have oh, I didn't have man. dick as the other word that I was listening. No, different, no, just grotesque an word. innuendo. But uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, you know that made my day. This is Election Tuesday, Josh. Which people I know election you're hearing this like later. Tuesday. Maybe when you listen, you'll know who our president is. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Two weeks from now, who knows if I, you'll know if it's who our president yeah. is. Yeah, we have no idea. So we might still be in this weird place then or not. But just know that I just had a good laugh. And that set me up for success today. Uh, just for some dumb humor. Josh, how you doing? It's true. I'm doing well. Yeah. Other than you know, being election day. And like, let's be honest, there's not a lot of work getting done today. Right. Um, we're just watching the news feeds. And right. at this point of the day, we're just after 12 o'clock, at least uh -huh. my time. Uh, no one's reporting it, <laughs> so there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching news that really has nothing to do with anything because there's nothing to report. But I'm gonna watch it anyways because it's election day, yeah. and that's what you're supposed to do. Dude, uh, I, was thinking, I went like, out. We should have was... friends over and like have a big party that it's election day. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. Yeah, but we're locking down again here in Colorado, and I think it's like limited. Two families are allowed to be uh... together, and they have to social dis two thousand feet. It's this weird rule that Colorado what? made. It's not really 2,000 feet. I mean, <laughs> 2,000 feet's a long way. It'd be like kicking people out of neighborhoods. Like, no, no. You can have Wait. your house full and the next 11 have to be empty. Uh, crazy. How many feet are in a mile? 50, so that's, that's almost half a mile. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> oh, funny. man. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're not having a party over here either. Um, I started, you the guys day, haven't been able actually, to have a party forever though. No, You're no, but we've like, state. we've got people together many times, allegedly. <gasps> um, yeah, allegedly you can't put that have. out there. But, uh, but anyway, um, this morning I got up at 6 a.m., which feels like a big deal because it's now daylight savings time over here. And it was dark when I got up. And dude, I went out in the woods behind my place and sat in my deer stand for a while. Nice. So that was a good way. I forgot way. you were doing that. That was a good way to start election day. It was have really you, Have you gotten anything? Not yet. Not Cuz you started doing this a while ago, right? I really just put my stand up like a week ago ish, okay. a little before that. So this was my first day hunting in there. Um, okay. so for the next, like, how two crazy weeks, is that, that you live yeah. in a place where you can hunt in your backyard? I'm, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, That's I didn't cool. see anything cause it was really windy. Um, but 
I mean, I saw some squirrels and stuff, but it was still just really nice to be in the woods when the sun came up. I was like, that's the way to start election day right there. And then I berated my chickens for not voting. I'm like, what's your problem? You know, like, did any of you that's even fair. know it's election day? Yeah. That's 15 votes. They probably like don't that. even care. Dude, Freaking. they don't know they live in a swing state. They have no idea. Yeah, a hyper swing state at that. That's right. Uh, it is pretty heavily contested out there. Now mm. I live in Colorado. Mm-hmm. We're not contested at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we just care about yeah. the rest of the country uh, here. Yeah. The the polling did look better for our Senate race. That could be contested. Um, but yeah, not the president. Biden's right. going to take this state pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, um, is uh, just one real quick question to just start this off. Is cereal soup? Why or why not? Cereal soup. I don't know. I had a donut yesterday that had cereal on it. That was that's very just, nice. That was sent to me. Did you eat it with um, over milk by chance? No, I don't like milk. Oh. Um, actually, Do you milk, like cereal? cereal? Cereal is probably the only place I'll actually put milk in, but it's pretty limited. Hmm. Uh, just enough to get things wet because uh, hmm. milk is just it's gross. Um, not a fan. Interesting. Yeah. But is cereal soup? I don't know what the definition of soup is. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I'm like one of those guys that like I always aspire to dr- to eat soup, to drink soup, to right. eat soup. Like I'm like, yeah, soup sounds great, so I'll buy it. And then it goes bad by the time I ever get around to doing it, like eating. Dude. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I can't get around soup. I guess. Can't get around soup. You're just not a soup guy. More of a soup guy. Yeah, I will eat guy. like. I will eat like uh, uh, chicken tortilla soup at like mm-hmm. restaurants. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, with like a dollop of of sour cream in it. I almost said mayo. That's not what you want in your soup. That <laughs> throw some mayo um, in there. Maybe that's why you're not. A soup that guy. Reminds you me of it. the the you office just episode. Do it wrong. <laughs> that's probably the issue. I was like, yeah, it just tastes like mayonnaise, and they're like, why? Well, if you don't put mayonnaise in, it wouldn't taste like mayonnaise. You're like, oh, that's fair. I thought that's what um, you do with soup. <laughs> Uh, there's that Michael Scott episode where he's depressed about some, or that office episode with Michael Scott. Uh, he's depressed about something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, so he's eating, uh, what looks like ice cream at the break room table. Um, and I think, uh, Jim and Pam walk in or something and they're consoling him and, um, they're like, Oh, you're eating ice cream. He's like, no, we didn't have any ice cream. And they're like, what's that? (laughs) It's like, what was it? Raisins and mayonnaise. And you're like, Oh, Right. Oh, the worst. Oh, that sounds horrible. What's wrong? Oh, man. Oh, that's bad. I just yeah, recently that's... started like, liking mayo at all, like on BLTs, but Jana, my wife, does homemade mayo, and it's like really good. Really? And we, we had that with uh, like our eggs to make mayo, our tomatoes, not our bacon, because nice. I don't, you know, no pick. But on homemade bread. So we had like three out of the four pieces of a BLT. Hey, that's pretty like, impressive. It was, they were really good. We did that a few times this summer and it was, what's up? Huh. I don't like yeah. tomatoes, so I wouldn't be a fan, but um, <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive to be able to have that yeah. much on your little homestead there. Yeah, man. Uh, I told you I was going to talk about this on the podcast. It's not yeah. the next question. I'll come up with a question here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking before we got on that your wife started a prank on you that you, that I think you just coming to realize that you have a little <laughs> indent on your hairline. 
So it looks like a W. I have a and I don't think you w. knew this. It's not a little. I don't, you, I don't think you know this, but your wife has been shaving the top of your head while you sleep. Dude, I, just to mess with you. I wish I. If I woke up one day and realized she had, I would honestly be relieved because I feel like all this can come back, you know, um, uh, at this point. it's. Just, I can give you – I have a pretty yep. rough, like a pretty uh, defined widow's peak. So yes. maybe I can send you some of my widow's peak. Dude. Um, I'm showing Andrew in. right now my fill head. <laughs> right there. I'm watching. And fill it in. Uh, but my hair is gross. It's even like oh, – I need to start yeah, wearing Yeah, you've got a, like a distinct sharp gross. V – I have just a W because yeah. it dips on the sides. Dude, it's like middle. if we put our hairs together, we'd become one. Yeah, we'd both look uh, normal. Uh, crazy, yeah. crazy, craziness. Hey, I have a question for you, yeah, Andrew. What's up? Because uh, I'm looking through all these questions, just trying to find one that's going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> um, the best I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious what the most sexiest name is and what the least sexiest name is <laughs> in general. Like in just your opinion. <laughs> Like what? when you hear names, you're like, "Oh, oh, that's a sexy Dude, name." Dude, I and don't then know how to you hear names that. where you're like, mm, "Not sexy." <laughs> Maybe it's like this. So you're like on the phone and like this this girl's talking with you and whatever that name is, and you're like, "Oh, she's so sexy." And then you meet her in real life, and you're like, "Oh, okay, you used to be a man." Um, that was rude. I'm sorry. I apologize to all women out there, especially ones that look like men. Okay. Um, I'm not going to, I don't know an answer to the most sexy, but I think for least sexy, I'm just going to say Bruce, AKA Caitlin. Bruce. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Bruce. The old Bruce to Caitlin. Yeah, that yeah, just yeah. really, uh, That's that just fair. really tainted all, uh, all Bruce's for me <laughs> forever That's and fair. always. It's like any name like that. Tom, Bill. Yeah, Bob. probably just very <laughs> unsexy names. Maybe the women they're super sexy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe um, short and simple. You know, you know. I think the first. sexiest name out there, in all honesty, is is Josh. Um, <laughs> just from what I've read, um, I think that's a pretty sexy name. I what think about, for you, for you, the easy win. Though your wife doesn't yeah, listen to us, so it wouldn't be that but big it, of a it win. Is Gina, you could say, obviously. yeah, you'd be like, Gina is the most sexiest yeah. name. Yeah, but uh, she would never hear it, so it doesn't matter. Bro, would you rather? Um, streak through an election polling place, um, like during an on election, election day? day. Yes, or rather... not on election day, <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> or not on election day, or stand up and have a very personal argument with a preacher in a church service that's full. Personal for him or personal for me? <laughs> personal for you. Personal for yeah. you. Yeah. Personal he doesn't for him. know you I, at all. Hands hands <laughs> down, I'd be I'd be in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's not super balanced, but uh yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I pers- personal conversation hands down. That's easier yeah. than running yeah. through. <laughs> like through some naked. of those election polling places are at churches. Dude. I don't want to run through a church naked. Yes. Right. It's like I just feel like God would say no to that one. Say stop it. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Quit that. Yeah. Um, here's here's the next question for you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and this is a serious question. Um uh, has me super curious. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were arrested mm-hmm. with no explanation, um, not you have it like they've told you why they've arrested you because that's <laughs> the right thing to do. But for anyone else, it, which would include your friends and family, yeah. they're not told what mm-hmm. you've done. What would they have assumed you did to get arrested? 
<laughs> I can't. I can't be too sure. I gotta think that if Jana got the call of Andrew, we arrested your husband. You know, yeah. uh, like, and they they paused and didn't say why for a minute. I think she would assume I did something really stupid while driving. You know, um, mm. I gotta think that would be the assumption. I have no idea. What would what would your people think, man? I know. I was just thinking. I don't know what would. I never do well with these. I assume people would think other things, and they're like, "No, we thought this." Um, right. It's kind of, that's that's a hard question. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't think one. I put across like drug vibes, so I don't think they would assume drugs. Right. Um, I may put across murder vibes. I'm not really sure. They might assume that. <laughs> I guess it's like, what's the tone of the cop's voice that called? Does it seem really serious, or is right. it like? Come pick up, come pick up Josh. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, maybe like embezzling or something. Maybe I'm like stealing money. I need to be a part of an organization that has a lot of money that I have access to <laughs> for that maybe to be you true, should. I guess. Maybe you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting any money any day soon. Uh, yeah, that's probably, probably like, I don't know, assault or cars. That seems true too. like going way too fast, but I'm not really known as a speeder. Yeah. Um, I would hope that my people would think what they're in shock. Josh has been arrested. That <laughs> seems so out of the ordinary. Not like, Oh, it's just a matter of time. Oh, that like, makes sense. Yeah. That would, that'd make me feel better. <laughs> no. Then, Oh, I gotta, that makes sense. He should have went to prison. I'd be surprised if you were in prison. You know, I would That's assume, good. uh, something, no joke. I would assume there was a mistake. At, at first, I'd give you, you know, the best assumption possible. So yeah. we used to take students to uh, Winslow, Arizona for a mission camp. So like half camp, half mission trip. Mm -hmm. um, and the pastor of the church that we partnered with down there was my youth pastor growing up. So before we like started doing these trips, we went down with a group and did like a vision trip just to kind of check out the city and figure out details and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we went to a Sunday morning service. And in that service, and it's a church of. There's probably like 200 in the service, I would assume. Mm -hmm. um, they have a couple of services. Uh, and he has me stand up uh, and they introduce me to the congregation. You know, my, my youth pastor. Oh, this is Josh. He's been one of my students. He's a pastor now. Um, we always thought he'd end up in prison, which I don't know if he's trying to be funny in that moment. But you're like, whoa, 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 wait a second. What? <laughs> like, how bad of a child did you think I was? I'd end up in prison. Um, so that was always a little offensive. Wait, you thought I would what? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah like how He's dare like, you? Either prison or ministry. say such a thing. Yeah, yeah, dude. What are we talking about today, bro? I know relationships. Talking, I know that we are talking about relationships since we have been for this entire season, right. um, and digging into this whole idea and concept of. You know, the greatest commandments are love God and love each other. Mm -hmm. So we should probably be really good at both. Um, and uh, someone said to me a, a little while back, they drew a diagram. I think I've shared this before, but I'll share it again because it's been a couple of weeks. Um, shared a diagram on, on a whiteboard and there was a vertical arrow pointing up and down and there was a horizontal arrow pointing left and right. They said the vertical arrow represents your relationship with God out of 10. Like how deep should this relationship be? Um, and everyone's like, oh, that's easy. It should be a 10. Like, that should be the goal. Uh, and then in, then the horizontal line was was drawn and said, okay, if this is the relationship between one another, 
um, how deep should these relationships be? And it went pretty quiet pretty fast because uh, everyone knew the answer. Um, yeah. But at the same time, relationships are really hard and they didn't mm-hmm. want to answer with a 10 because that means there's a higher standard that we're called to live. And, and I think that's the higher standard as followers of Jesus that we're called to live. Um, we're, we should be relationship experts. We should be really good at this. Um, so we're digging into how do we love one another really well. And we've been covering First um, uh, Corinthians 13. Uh, the first, I think, eight verses, if I remember correctly, yeah. um, what we call the love verses. You may have heard these verses read at, at a wedding or something like that. Um, but we're digging into this isn't just uh, romantic relationships or marriage relationships. This is all relationships. We should be really good at these things. So over the last so many episodes, this is six of so the last six episodes, mm-hmm. um, we've been digging into this for this season. Um, so if you haven't had an opportunity to go back, please do and, and check out, you know, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. Right. Uh, it's not self-seeking. No, nope, I missed one. I'm trying to do it off the top of my head. Uh, it does, uh, it does not down. boast. Yeah, it's not yeah. self-seeking. It's yeah. slow to anger. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, wait, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, yeah. does not boast, is not proud. Does oh, not is not proud. It is not self. Oh, I missed two, dude. And you have this on your desk, grown up. Failure. Yeah, no, no, no. This wasn't the verse on my desk. It was Philippians four, <laughs> oh, four okay. six was on my desk. Okay. Uh, don't yeah. worry about anything. But is not self seeking. That's where we're at. Oh, today. you had these verses at your house, wasn't it? You didn't no, your no. mom have them written? No, no, no. That's the fruit of the spirit. Um, oh, okay. That was the fruit of the spirit That's written fair. around the kitchen. Bum, 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 bum. That's fair. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're talking um, about right. not being self-seeking today. That love is yeah, not it, self-seeking. It ain't, it ain't about you. It ain't about you. Um, which, let's bro. be honest, is is one of the hardest lessons to learn, right? Yeah. As a human being. Yeah. Um, because it's always about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we're so good. At making it about us. Yeah. Um, it's funny to me. I laugh at this constantly with my team um, at work that someone will go into talking or we'll be talking about a topic and then somehow someone has twisted that topic around to be about them. They do it constantly, um, hmm. which and now you just laugh at it. You're just like, that's just that's just funny. Uh, but it's true. We're all this hmm. way. Like maybe it's not as obvious that you're turning it around about you, but like, yeah. Taking care of Josh is numero uno, number one priority in Josh's life. Right. Like, that's just, whether right. we want to admit it or not, that is true. Even if it's like, mm. no, I serve everybody around me, there's a good chance you do it because it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. probably some peace to it. Yeah, so I think about all like that to our, say. our huge employee meetings. Like, I don't know if you guys have all, all staffs. I know you just got bought by another yeah. company, so you're now in a part of a bigger company. But when we have, like, the total all staff meeting... I'm like, okay, which 10% of this hour and a half really applies to me? You know, like how much actually applies to me? Like there, there's a lot of good stuff in there typically, but yeah, my ears perk up on anything that I'm like, oh, that's, that applies to marketing. Like I get that, you know, that's going to affect me. Oh, did they just say my name? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, No joke. I may or may not be a part of a secret Slack channel that mocks that was designed just to mock our our company-wide stand-ups <laughs> allegedly, allegedly allegedly you might be oh, may or may not be true man. i'm not sure may or may not exist um, yeah mayor it probably doesn't exist don't yep. go looking if you're one of our slack administrators right. mm-hmm. um, that'd be bad for, for the best everybody involved dude but yeah so we're we're yeah. talking about this idea and i think 
I think it's a hard thing to identify, mm-hmm. right? Um, internally, like for yourself, I think it's a hard thing to identify. Of like, what's my real motives behind yeah. whatever I'm doing in this moment? Relationship, tasks, whatever happens to be. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's easier for other people to identify it in us. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Josh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Are you really trying to do this? Um, and my first thought was like, if it's not self-seeking, what's the opposite of self-seeking? And I was like, well, it's selfish, selflessness. Um, yeah. Like if we're just selfless more. Um, but I, I think that's difficult to play out mm-hmm. um, in terms of what does that really look like? Yeah. I think we can be. We can create a facade of selflessness, and I'm not actually selfless. Uh, but there's an article that that I posted in our, our show notes that um, talks about it's the answer to selfishness is not selflessness; it's love. Yeah. Um. So how do we actually and genuinely love those we come in contact with, yeah. um, and care for them well? And this goes back to the verses that we've been quoting, the, the great commandments. Um, that you know, the answer is love. Like the only way I'm going to not be self-seeking um, is I have to love those around me better um, yeah. than I love myself, and that makes makes things hard. And the the really hard thing about that, I do think we're all kind of hardwired to be selfish. Um, mm-hmm. in, I say hardwired, but like. When a baby cries, it's because they're hungry or they need to have their diaper change. And we kind of, we progress past that to some degree. But then at some point, like we all, we all know what it means to be hangry, you know, like, oh, sorry, I was just angry at you and snapped at you because, well, I'm hungry. So of course, like I get a pass, you know, like we all do that. Yeah. This has nothing to do with our conversation, but did Snickers like coin that phrase hangry? I don't know. I don't know if they coined it. It's, not, or they it's just, a relatively new phrase, right? It is. Like it is. we're talking less than five, ten years. I would that think it was so. like widely used. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. But like, well, while the, you continue your thought, I'm googling that. Okay, you check it out. Find out the origins of hangry. But yeah, man, I I just think a lot of us. I, I think being selfish is kind of like at our base because at some degree you have to like make sure you're fed, make sure you have a place to sleep. Like you have to kind of look out for yourself a little bit in this life to just function, you know, but like the reality is, um, that is a part of our culture to a huge degree of like, I mean, I look down and like, I have this really nice iPhone. That's like, you know, a crazy amount of money for a phone. Um, I use it a lot, but I'm like, I don't need, I don't need that. Like something in me motivated me to be like, I need the new one. You know, actually it was a buy one, get one free deal. Wait, so you got the, like, you got the brand new phone? No, no. I, this was oh. the new phone when I got it. It was the the oh, 11. Okay. So this is like one. I was like, you back. got the 12? Yeah. I was like, you have the phone and I don't? How is <laughs> no, this a thing? No. That did happen for like that one day though. When I texted you, I'm like, dude, I have a newer iPhone than you. This has never happened and it will never happen again. <laughs> and then um, um, I went directly out to Apple and fixed that problem. <laughs> and you got the, the 12 early. Um, <laughs> no, I, no, dude, I am, um, I don't know. I guess all I'm trying to say is selfishness is, is pretty normal, I think, to the human condition um, for a lot of reasons. But here's yeah. the thing. It's not normal to just go, okay, Josh, okay, Andrew, stop being selfish. Just love other people better. Like, that's the, just love people. Stop being selfish. Like, if I just tell my daughter, hey, 
You just need to love people better. Stop being selfish. She would look at me and just be like, but give me that cookie. <laughs> like that's yeah, I want that that's cookie. That's fine. You know? I'll do that, but of, give me the cookie. <laughs> of course, but I need that that Tootsie Roll. Or dude, she's been all about candy corn for the last week or two. Candy of, corn, really? Yeah. We had some in a bowl and she found out it was there and was just like a homing beacon, like always. We had to dump the whole bowl eventually. But um but dude, I was thinking about what moves you from being selfish kind of as a kid to being like able to function better in life. And I think a yeah. lot of it is discipline, um, honestly, and maybe just maturing and understanding, okay, I got to wait for things. Yeah. I can't always be selfish. I can't always have my needs met first, but like, I don't know the opposite of, of selfishness probably is love, but I don't know the easy way to get there. So for somebody living in selfishness, how do they become less selfish? Truly? Like, do you know, do you follow, like, do you just start going to yeah, food yeah. pantries and like you recognize, dude, mm. I'm really just about myself. So I need to like figure out how to go and serve to make, to intentionally not yeah. be about myself. Like, I don't know what, do you I have thoughts on the is, path is what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I think part of it is, so we talk about this terminology in the church all the time. We, you know, maturing in Christ, um, yeah. you know, becoming a mature believer. Um, but the definitions of it are lacking. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone has a different definition. There's not really a solid one. Some of it is based on full knowledge transfer um, of topics and conversations. Others is based all on um, experience of certain things um, or spiritual gifts. Like, you know, there's denominations that believe without speaking in tongues, you're not yeah. spiritually mature. Um, so there's things like that. I think maturity um, and how I would define it is how well do I love God and love people more? Hmm. So if that's what I'm leaning, that's what I'm trying to chase after. Um, well, with the thing with maturity is it doesn't happen overnight, right? Like there's not one day I'm yeah. um, a kid. And then the next day I'm a mature adult. That's right. just not how it works. Mm -hmm. So there is a process that has to happen. Um, and I think this is where we'll throw out, I'll throw out a big term here. And you've probably heard it before you've spent any time in the church, but of sanctification. Mm -hmm. um, so it's essentially of God molding us into who he's created us to be, um, becoming holy, um, separated, sinless creation. Um, now that we're not going to see the fullness of that until, you know, we, we get to our, our new creation of, of being in heaven. But, um, uh, getting back to just now, like I, I think there's a piece of that. So maturing is going to take time. Mm -hmm. um, I think Christians in general aren't maturing in their relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus and relationship with one another. Um, and this is why you see churches stagnant. This is why you see uh, faith, you know, at a shallow levels across Christianity, yeah. and specifically in the United States. Um, like this is w one of those lacking things. Is there's no maturity. Nobody's growing. No one's taking um, calculated risks for their faith um, to do great things. No one's taking strides to deepen under deepen their understanding of how to love their neighbor or love their spouse or love their children or love their coworkers mm -hmm. or love those they come in contact with better. Um, so I think there's a piece of that. So I say all this to say this may be the goal. You're not going to get there overnight. There, there's a journey involved. Um, but I think at least taking the first right next step is, is the right, is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so first, first step would be like, 
evaluating yourself. Well, how selfless am I? Um, like how, how often does my self-preservation does my self desires? I don't know if that's a thing, but I just made it a thing. We'll put a hyphen between it. Self and desires. Um, so it's a real word now. Um, does my, um, um, passions like, does I, do I come first most often in my life? Yeah. Um, so I think it's probably the first step towards it. At least identify, Hey, there may be some problems here. I may not be as selfless as, as I am, as I think I am. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's some other tall tale signs, like how frustrated do you get with people around you? Hmm. Um, is probably a sign of your pretty selfish individual. Uh, because you can't accept them with where they are. Yeah. Um, uh, I think anger is a huge key in a lot of in a lot of venues. Um, now, there's righteous anger, and we'll talk about that next week when we get into anger. But um, in general, like I would say, if you're getting angry a lot, uh, it's more about you than it is about other people. Yeah. Um, you're not loving people. Um, well. Uh, I think too, like, can we look at Jesus's examples? Now I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Um, can so, we look at Jesus's examples uh, of just how he lived this life and what did selflessness look for, look like for him? Like how did he hmm. not love in such a way that he was getting things in? I think that's part of it. Like, are yeah. you getting anything in return? I don't think it's a lot hmm. of what Jesus did yeah. um, in this life that, he didn't get anything in return. He just did it because it was the right thing to do or it was the right thing for the mission to do. Yeah. Um, it wasn't had anything to do with him. Like I think of his moment in Gethsemane, um, right before he was arrested and eventually crucified. And just that conversation that he had with, with God, the father. Yeah. Um, and one of his statements were like, if, if this cup can pass from me, if there's Take any it. other way, can, yeah. Yeah, can you do that? Yes. Um, but yet your, your will, will be, be done, done God. Hmm. So there's a there's yeah. a high level of selflessness, and, and the other yeah. part of that, and and we'll probably get to these verses in uh, Philippians two because we get to them almost every episode as we talk about pride and and all these other things that all come back to humility. Yeah. Um, but when we get into these things, like you got to remember, like here's here's God Himself, yeah. um, like fully man, fully God, Jesus, that had all power if He chose to exercise it. Yeah. Um, could have stopped it if he chose to exercise it, but this is what had to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that moment of like, here is all powerful, almighty, all knowing God submitting himself to the will of the father. Right. Um, so you and I can be back in restored relationship um, yeah. with God himself. So I think there's that piece to it too. That's good, man. As I know you it's were... hard. I know it's hard to compare it to Jesus. It is standard so high, but. As you were talking, something hit me. I know, and I was genuinely asking the question of how do you get from here to there to be kind of, to recognize, I I think it probably takes the Holy Spirit revealing uh, an area in my life for me to recognize that I'm selfish in it. Um, Yeah. And he's done that kind of recently. So I'll tell you about that in a minute um, in some level of detail. But um, my boss told me a while back about this, like when he was in, um, I think he got a master's of divinity. And one of the kind of things that they had to do as as part of their, one of their, I think capstone classes was like going through these spiritual disciplines and like really living them out. And one was the yeah. discipline of slowing um, is what they called it. Hmm. So like if you're at the grocery store and you see like, oh, that line has one person, this line has three 
I'm going to go get in the line with three, and I'm going to force myself to slow down. Same thing with the gas pump. Huh. Or, like, if you're walking through an airport and you're naturally a fast walker, like, I'm going to walk behind the slow person, and I'm going to give them space. And I'm going to just slow myself down and let whatever comes up kind of comes up and then have a conversation with God about that. Let my impatience be dulled, I guess. Um, huh. So I, I thought of that a bunch of times because I was recently – on a trip, I flew from, um, you know, where I live to Phoenix and back. So like all the way across the country. Um, and I gotta be honest, dude, I thought about that a bunch of times throughout the airport experience and I didn't choose slowing at all. Cause I'm like, I just want to get where I'm going. Um, but then one thing I did do, um, so I, I feel like I'm pretty positive that did did Go did ahead. you do a doo doo? I did do a doo doo. <laughs> One thing I did I do know. was a doo doo. I don't know uh, why that was funny to me, but as you said it, I was just like, <laughs> we're over here talking I'm, about spiritual yeah. maturity. I'm, yeah, My... I'm still a 12 year old boy inside. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Your thing is Big D McGee. I think it's funny. Mine is Joshua Bubies. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's kill, uh, killing me. Um, it might not be funny to you listening, but it's funny to us. It's funny to us. But I was I was journaling a little bit on the way out because uh, like three or four weeks back, God told me that this year is like the year of focus. I don't have a great yeah. word like I did for the year of chickens, which actually lasted like two years. But um, <laughs> so I was journaling about the year of focus and uh, and like writing down some kind of questions to ask myself of like, if I'm going to make that decision, you know, does it does it build up my relationship with God? Does it make me a better husband? Does it make me a better father? Like those are kind of the categories yeah. of focus. God, husband, father. Um, so like one question to ask myself, is this leading me into better relationship with God or into sin? you know, further, closer, further. Uh, will this make me more like the man that my wife deserves me to be? Um, am I building up my daughter into the person that I want her to be with this decision? Like that type of stuff. So hmm. like I'm trying to, and I've, I wrote down like eight or 10 of these and I'm trying to come up with a few that are just really sharp and stick in my mind so that when I'm about to make a decision for over the next 12 months to two years, I can just think of it quickly and be like, well, does it do that? Does it do that? Does... Okay, it's a good decision towards the year of focus or it's a bad decision, you know? Um, so maybe it's something like that where like if God reveals you're selfish, then he's also going to reveal a way out from under that. I don't think he ever like mm -hmm. yeah, shows yeah. us our sin just so we can hang out in it or feel bad about it. Yeah, I yeah. think he shows it to us and then also gives us the strength to get out of it or a path to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think, uh, and this comes back to our relationship with Jesus in general. Like this is how it should function. Like it should be conversation. It should be back and forth. Um, uh, when we're having it, 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 it should be corrective and encouraging all at the same time. Um, and I think we miss out on a lot of that. Uh, oftentimes I, I think, I'll say it this way, and I'm just saying this off my top of my head. I have no scriptural backing for this um, in this moment, but I think this may be true. Um, I think if you feel like you're being convicted of sin and yet you don't have a way out of that sin, that's just the enemy trying to beat you up. Hmm. I don't think God is in the business of just convicting you to convict you. 
because God cares a lot more about you than your sin. Yeah. Um, so much so, the scripture tells us, that in the midst of our sin, Christ still died for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this piece of it of, of if God is in it, and God is correct, correcting behavior, disciplining, um, then the behavior that he's correcting, there's a way to overcome and push push through it all. So seek Jesus more for clarity and understanding. Yeah. Um, I think there's a piece of it in that. So, and I don't know. I, for so long, I used to be on, on the school of thought that the goal is, um, the goal is to sin less. Hmm. Like as a Christian, my goal is to sin less. And that's not the goal. The goal is to love Jesus more and to love people more. That's the goal. Jesus was very clear about it. The greatest commandments were love God, love people. It wasn't sin less, spend some time with me, tolerate people. Right. Um, like, but that's oftentimes that's how we approach it. Right. Um, that that's the goal of Christianity. Well, it's just to be holy. It's to be more like Jesus. It's not to be more like Jesus. Um, the goal is to love God and love people. Now, those are traits of Jesus and he did it perfectly. So we yeah. can be more like Jesus in that way, but yeah. sin, sinning less is not the goal. Like I'm not a safe sinner. I am a saint that still sins. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's still that piece. Like I have to remember my position and my place and what Jesus restored. Um, the fact that I can enter the throne room in full confidence and I can enter God's presence in full confidence that he's present with me, willing to listen. And not only that have conversation because he wants relationship. Yeah. And I think that's where we kind of get lost more down the way. So like we look at this conversation and we're like, well, I think I'm super sinful or sorry, uh, selfish. selfish. It's all yeah. about, it's all about me. You're also super sinful, but we'll get to that some other day. Uh, but you're super selfish. And then it's all up to me to fix. It's not up to you to fix. Jesus never said it was up to you to fix. Um, like, identify and then walk with Jesus in the midst of it and let maturity happen. Um, let him guide you and walk with you. I think oftentimes where Christians struggle is they don't walk with Jesus. Yeah. Like they just don't hmm. sure. They go to church and they check that off the to-do list. Um, when elections come up, they vote based on what they think Jesus wants. Yeah. Um, when important dates like Christmas and Easter, we make sure that we celebrate them as family. Hmm. Yeah. But there's no relationship there. Mm. Like the last time most Christians have talked with Jesus is months ago. Mm. Um, if they're really honest, if it wasn't just your basic, you know, God bless his food, bless our family. Let's move on. Let's eat. Mm. Right. Like depth of conversation and relationship, I, I think is just missing in, in today's or, you know, when it comes to, to reading God's word and spending time in relationship in that perspective, I'm not doing it in a relationship with Jesus. I'm doing it to check something off my to-do list. And I'm just reading through what I'm supposed to read through that day. And I'm not taking the time to really dig in and ask the questions and, and, and let Jesus use it to speak into me. It's just a book. It's yeah. a good book. I live by it. I'll be a moral person. Yeah. Um, but that's not the relationship Jesus was asking. Mm-hmm. Well, what? And I think that's the piece of maturity that's missing. So Going back to all of these verses, like macro level, um, like if I'm going to love God and love people well, and this is what love looks like, it's not necessarily up to me, though, that I know this is how we've approached it as we've broken it down, um, part, partly because we broke it down this way. So now you're living in this world of, you know, it's up to you. It's, it's not up to you. Mm. Um, these are the signs that you're growing and maturing is if you're loving in this way. So if you're not loving in this way, better yeah. today than you were 
uh, a year ago, then I would argue the issue isn't doing the love better. It's doing the relationship with Jesus better. And out of that, that let the love flow. Um, and I think that's the piece that's, that's going to come to you. It looks like there's a message on the screen from Joshua Boobies. Um, he's quoting <laughs> verses at me. Message coming in from Joshua Boobies. Um, uh, oh, man. No, I, I don't know if I should reply to that. It's like it's like one of those little scams. It's like, hey, I'm a sexy woman that's just down the street from you. Oh, my God. Which creates so many questions and concerns for me on Instagram. Oh, my God. First off, how do you know where I am? Uh, can you see my location? Second off, I click on that link. Yeah. It screams, right. click me and bad things happen. Right. Not just bad things of like, you might actually get to see her, right. but bad things in the it's sense of, I'm going to take control of your phone. <clears throat> uh, I yep. have no actual word in, in this domain name. <laughs> um, oh and that's what gosh. this message looks like. Yeah. It looks like you're trying yeah. to tempt me. Okay. I don't, don't appreciate uh, Joshua Don't, you know, don't, you can just leave it alone. Just delete. I'm going to close it. I'm going to hit um, the close button. <laughs> I'm going to close it. it. No, I, as you were talking, um, I was, it hit me. So a verse I haven't read in quite in a while or thought about in a while, but first Corinthians 10, 13, it's a verse that, um, I kind of discovered, um, when I was in like young college age. So maybe 1920 when you were in, we were in the porn watching days. Uh, not so much. Maybe, maybe it's I the was, porn watching verse. So I was leading a group of dudes in our kind of college group and, and porn was like the most frequent sin that people were just like, I'm losing the battle to this big. So I don't, I don't think it was necessarily a struggle for me in that moment so much, but I was trying to lead people through this. One dude got this tattooed on his um, shoulder um, and and still has it, obviously, to this day. But 1 Corinthians 10 13, this hit me. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And I was think I was kind of thinking about that, not necessarily through the temptation lens, but just the lens of like sin, I guess. So maybe temptation, but like the sin of selfishness of of saying it's yeah. all about me. I'm the m- most important. And let's be honest, the sin of selfishness is maybe like, no, I I should be on God's throne instead of God. Like I deserve that. So the world kind of does revolve around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more important than anything or anybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like the root maybe of selfishness or one of the roots. But when you think about temptation and you think about sin, like the, that doesn't say that verse doesn't say you'll never be tempted, but it does say when you are tempted, God will give you a way out from under it, a way to get out of that. And I think in the same way, like when you're, when you're selfish, when you're doing one of these things that is not love, God will always give you a way out of it. Whether that just be a simple, like, uh, reminder, you know, of like, oh, this actually doesn't serve God in any way. This only serves me. This only serves my selfish behavior. This only makes me look good. This puts somebody else down. You know, like he always yeah. gives us a reminder. I think the Holy Spirit gives us cues, and that often just sounds like our thoughts in our head. Um, gives us the little cues to say like, well, this behavior doesn't actually honor God, um, or this this only makes me look good. Um, so I don't know, man, when you were talking, it just hit me, um, that first Corinthians ten thirteen verse, which is a great verse. If you're struggling with looking at porn or any other, um, type of addiction or recurring sin in your life. But, um, it just hit me through this lens of selfishness. Like 
Uh, I think it applies at a at a large scale, maybe. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I, I think with with this with this verse specifically, I forgot that it ends in that way of um, provides you a way out so you can endure. But um, what if? I don't find the way out, I guess is always was always the issue with this verse. And this is always the pushback of like, I don't feel like God's giving me a way out. Mm -hmm. Um, And this goes back to the conversation we were just having of like, there is a way out. Part of the issue maybe is you're just not in relationship with Jesus. You're saved, you're secured, but, um, and you're forgiven, but the relationship he's just was never fostered or restored. So, um, I'm getting tempted by all these things, but I don't feel like there's any way out of any of these things. And this is any temptation. This isn't just sexual temptation. You name right. it, and it's a temptation. But um, but I don't feel a way out because I just don't feel connected enough to Jesus. Like If I don't feel connected enough to Jesus, I shouldn't say it that way. If I'm not connected enough to Jesus, I don't see his leading. And that's the real issue, right? Like getting back to that is like um, – our relationship with Jesus is the thing that everything else flows out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's toxicity in my life, it's because there's an issue with my relationship with Jesus. Um, something's not working. Mm-hmm. So I've got to get back with Jesus. Um, and I know this is, this is opposite of what I've taught for so many years. Like, especially with these verses and temptation of like, find your triggers and, and you, 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 identify those and then you work your way back so you don't go down those roads so they're a trigger or a temptation you can call them um, right. and that's not the solution the solution is no you deepen your relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and as Jesus molds and shapes you these things become less and less of an issue um, but we'll, I'll kind of put a stop to that part of the conversation because we can go down a road and <laughs> try to bring us back my fault I got us here um, but looking at like going back to what you're saying that the practice spiritual discipline of of slowness which i've never actually heard of before it's pretty Um, cool that's good stuff yeah um but i think there's actions that jesus performed in his life that we see um that we can try to imitate that i think will help us with this conversation of how do i be others focused and self-focused all the time in the decisions that i make and the things that i I choose to pursue Um, i think one is what you were talking about of um, this mindfulness of just realizing what's going on around you or even yeah. your word for the year of focus, like yeah. to be focused, you, there's a level of, of mindfulness that has to be true. Like mm. I have to be extremely intentional about how I spend my time um, yeah. what I'm going to do, the things I'm going to think about, the questions I'm going to ask myself, like the questions you wrote down, like there's yeah. a mindfulness to it. So maybe that that's the simple question of like, I find myself being selfless often, um, what are, God, what's the two questions I should be asking myself mm. regularly to make sure that yeah. I'm aligned with you? Yeah. Um, so for you, it was, you know, how, how do I be the husband that, that my wife deserves and how do I raise a daughter that looks like the person I want her to be I, that I dream that she'll be, you know, the kind of follower of Jesus yeah. that I know she right. could be, you know, that I hope. So those like, into. those are yeah. very those are very mindful questions that you're now asking yourself constantly. Yeah. Um, I assume probably multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
probably oftentimes in the moment where you want to be selfish. Exactly. Like, I really want to do this right now. That's when they come up. That's the exact right? moment. And I think. Just and then to, you're like, ah, that's the question. Not God, to right. not to derail you at all, but only to add what no, you, no, you're to what you're saying. But like the key of First Corinthians ten thirteen to me has always been that God will give us a way to stand up under that temptation. So like deadlift, yeah, yeah. you know, squat, stand up. Like you're not stuck. It might feel like you're stuck, but God always gives you a way out. So those questions are starting to be that for me in in this kind of year of focus. And That's you're good. exactly right, dude. It's always in the moment where I'm like, yeah, yeah but I want to be it's a little It's Sunday afternoon, right the TV's on, yeah. beer's in the hand, yeah. and your wife's like, hey, can you come help me with this? I'm like, no, I'm going to nap. I have I'm so many it. excuses right now. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I, I can't. 15 so, no. reasons I'd rather be selfish. Um <laughs> But, yeah. but that's the key is like, and for me, maybe that's just how the Holy Spirit is moving in me in, in this time is giving me the, not even foresight, just giving me the thought of, I should write some questions that are going to haunt me a little bit later, um, in a good yeah. way, haunt me and push me towards living this thing out. Cause I need that, man. Like I need that in yeah. my life. I'm, I'm broken. I'm trying to pursue Jesus. Well, I'm trying to live um, more like him, but it's not easy. You know, it's like, that's, it's 24 seven. Sure. And I find a lot of ways to, uh, fall into, to things that don't honor God. So, um, yeah, man, I, I just want to jump in like that. It, maybe it's the questions. Maybe you need to write two or three or 10 yeah. or 50 and pick one or two that can, can push you out of being selfish, or maybe you need to yeah. slow down and, and practice slowness and wait in lines that we all hate to wait in. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's What's the book. Um, the ridiculous, the ruthless elimination. elimination of hurry. Yes. If you haven't read it yet, you should read it. It's, it's good really stuff. Good. Uh, uh, just slowing and being more intentional with, with who you are, your time, your thoughts, what you do. Yeah. Um, is definitely helpful. I, I think that's big. I, I think um, spend some time with Jesus and ask the ask Jesus, hey, what got, what's those questions? Like, what are the questions I should be asking myself that's going to essentially motivate me, encourage me, challenge me um, to make the right decisions that I'm supposed to be making in those moments? Yeah. Um, so it's just, I think, and Jesus modeled that. Like, he was extremely mindful. He was extremely intentional on where he went, what he did, what he spent his time doing. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a term out there, uh, Henry, Henry cloud coined Henry clouds, a, a, a leadership, uh, guru writer, awesome. um, yeah. uh, consultant. I think he does consulting as well. Yeah. Um, but he has a term out there that you're ridiculously in charge, um, as the person in charge. Mm. Well, you're ridiculously in charge of you and your actions and what you can do. That's what you're ridiculously in charge of. Hmm. Um, so if you're going to be in charge of it, like, don't let your time be dictated by the world or by what's going on around you. Um, you dictate your time. Now, mm. I, I get it. We have jobs. There's a clock. You know, for a lot of people, it's clock out, clock in um, kind of, of place you live in. And there's some dictation of your time in those places. Right. I get that. Um, but uh, in the time that you do control, you are in 100% control of that time. Um, so what are you doing with it? Are you being mindful and intentional with it? Um in your relationships? Are you being mindful and intentional in how you interact with those around you? Um, I think another way that this kind of plays out 
where I'm not being selfish, but I'm being selfless and putting others first and yeah. loving well, I think was how approachable Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And this is convicting for me because I'm not approachable. Um, and I'm intentionally not approachable. I know I'm not approachable. <laughs> I purposely make myself not approachable. Well, like one of the masks You've been in ministry wear, too long, man. You got burned yeah. too much. Yeah. And especially in ministry, one of the masks I wore is I'm important. Mm. I'm more important than you. My time is more important than your time. Hmm. That's not true. Right. You're a human being. I'm a human being. We're, we're in the same boat. Right. Um, I may have more responsibilities. Who knows? But I'm not more important. But more important was I'm not approachable. Hmm. Uh, and that was the the mask and the facade that I would put out there. And I still do from time to time when I'm not careful. Like coming back, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a new house and I have great neighbors. This is the first time I've ever known my neighbors. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cool. You know them now, so, though. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That's good. I do. That's good. At least I know both sides. Yeah. Um, but, and there's also like excitement of like, I want to get to know other people. Like yeah. this neighborhood look, looks pretty sweet. It's younger family. So uh, it, nice. it fits my demographic. But um, there, there's a piece of like, no, I just, I just want to go inside. Like they're out mm-hmm. on the porch right now. Uh, I don't want to be approachable. I'm going inside where I should be taking the time in that moment. Yeah. What's that conversation going to be? No more than five minutes, probably yeah. in all reality. Yeah. But that right. five minutes can do wonders for a relationship, can yep. do wonders for building a foundation. Yep. Um, but the a piece of me is like, nah, I'm not a pro. I'm just going to walk inside like I'm busy. I'm yep. not busy. I just don't want to be outside um, and talk to you right now because right. for whatever reason. Right. Right. I was just getting my Starbucks this morning. I had no intention on talking to people while I did it. Um, <laughs> that's right. Because it's COVID and that's really the only reason we leave the house is grocery store and <laughs> yeah. uh, from time to time. Starbucks. Other things like my hair needs a haircut. Yeah. I need to go out. Yeah. Um, be approachable. But Jesus, exactly that's what Jesus was. He was constantly approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, he was intentionally approachable. Now there's times he Until went away he and he secluded himself. But otherwise, he mm-hmm. was just like, I'm ready to give of myself. You right? know? And then there were yeah. moments where he's like, I got to go recharge. Yep. But yep. most And it was, it was also was like he was intentional in his relationships. Like you look at his, his relationship circles. So like he had Peter, James, and John. Yeah. Those were like his inner three. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this, and this is for the sake of the kingdom moving forward and the church being established. Like he had to pour intentionally the most amount of time into these three individuals because these three individuals were going to start the movement. Yeah. Um, and then you know from there it went into the twelve and you know some of the other followers that were around them. You know Mary and Martha and, and others. Um, and he he gave a little bit more time to them um, than he would of the crowds but not as much time as he gave to those three. So be intentional with your time as well. Like um, I don't have to give all my time to everybody I come in contact with, but if these are the relationships I'm trying to foster, well, they're going to get more of my time because the only way I'm going to foster relationship is being in, you know, being around them for a significant amount of time. That's just how the world works. So like, it's not just everybody gets me all the time. That's not what we're saying. Um, But there is a level of approachability. And even if, um, Maybe someone's in my outer circle. Um, just be, you know, if they're approaching me, I don't shun them or push them off or yeah. give them the the vibe that, hey, I, I can't talk to you right now. You're just not important enough. Or yeah. I can't talk to you right now. I'm just too busy. Or I can't talk to you right now because I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, be approachable. Like the people that are around you are around you for a reason. So let them, let them uh, feel safe yeah. communicating and coming around you. They shouldn't feel like they're a burden. Right. Uh, I think another big piece of this is... Um, Jesus showed a high level of grace yeah. um, to those he came in contact with. Now, the religious leaders, not so much, but 
remove them from the equation. And Jesus showed the people around them, yeah. around him, a high level of grace. Most people. Uh, and I think this is where we struggle. Like, this is probably where I've done the most learning in the last year of what does it really mean to love people? It's to show grace. Like, mm-hmm. I look and find all your your insecurities, the things that piss me off, the things about your personality that just bother me. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point them all out because if they're identified, then then I feel safer mm-hmm. or whatever the real reason is. Um, but in all reality, if I show grace, relationship is formed. Care is shown. Um, they recognize, oh, no, Josh really does care and love, love me. Um, like, it's not... And it's not a facade of it all. Like it's genuine. Um, sure. I still see their, their issues. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, I watch people. That's what I do for fun. Um, so I'm going to see their issues. I, I've watched enough people, but in those moments, can I show grace mm-hmm. or when people screw up and hurt me, can I show grace? Uh, when people do the opposite of what I thought they were going to do and, and it creates discomfort for me, I show grace. Like there's plenty of ways that I can model Jesus's level of grace. Um, I was looking for an Instagram post from a friend of ours um, and I found it and it didn't say what I wanted to say. (laughs) I thought it said something else (laughs) in terms of imitating Jesus. But um, I thought it was funny. But yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a high level. Like it's always this thing, right? Like um, uh, what's the saying? I I can love you, but I don't have to like you. Hmm. Like, yeah. And I think when you shift it this way and say, no, 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 I have to show you grace. Mm. That's what it means to love you. That, that changes the game. At least it does for me. Right. Like I can say, oh, I love everybody. I'd do anything for anybody. I just don't really want to spend a lot of time with you. I don't really like you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is different than saying, yeah. uh, no, 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 I have to show grace to everyone I come mm. in contact with. Yeah. So now when I'm like getting annoyed or I'm getting frustrated, my response is, oh, this is a great opportunity to show grace. Yeah. Uh, I could be showing grace right now in this moment. Yeah, and um, how, and let's be real, that's when the selfishness comes up of like, I'm just mm-hmm. going to go within myself or I'm going to put off an air of being busy or, or yep. whatever. Oh, sure. I do that. Like, I stay busy a lot, man. But I, I probably use that as a shield too. Like, oh, got to go mow, got to go do this, got to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and the root of that might be selfishness in me <laughs> as well. It's like, my things yeah. are more important than your things. My, Uh, getting my grass cut is more important than building relationship with you, my neighbor, you know, Um, because you're a little weird and I don't know what that reminds me of something. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't think this episode's out right now. We're a couple weeks ahead. Mm -hmm. um, So it's hard to keep track of these things, but you're going to hear before you listen to this one. So I have to apologize to everyone listening. Um, I was going to have Stuart cut it out, but a couple of weeks ago or a couple episodes, maybe it was the episode right before this. Actually, I don't remember. Um, We started talking about branding a cult. And hiring my company to brand that cult. And I got in and I made it a point to tell you how much money I was making uh, on the side business. It might even been in the pride episode. uh, And here I am like (laughs) boasting. So those listening, (laughs) let me apologize. I am sorry. I did the opposite of what we've been talking about. Uh, And it was just a moment of, I was trying to flex. That um, is funny. I just I wanted people to think I was awesome and successful, and in all reality, it doesn't matter. Dude, for that, you know I what I'm hearing though is that sorry. you are single and you do have money to take uh, the right lady on nice dinner dates at the moment. So that's true. That's true. Along, oh, dude, I gotta update you on some things. I won't update you on this podcast because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is not an environment that I want to have conversations <laughs> about this. But I do need to tell you some things. Cool. Uh, I forgot about. Um. um Bro, yeah. we so we're recording this kind of during work day, so we should probably stop soon. And by the way, I 
I didn't think twice about when you made that comment. And it's hilarious that in this moment, you're like, crap, I feel convicted. I got to bring this up. But, you know, that's the Holy Spirit. Just like, by the way, you got to bring that up. Um, and you know, you're demonstrating, uh, humility in that you were so a little things. bit prideful and it's like, God's like, yeah, Hey, yeah. I was having this that. conversation with, yeah. with somebody recently about the podcast. Um, and the things that we share on here, mm-hmm. I can't remember what is, Oh, I just hit my microphone. I apologize. Um, I can't remember what it was now. It was a while ago, but there was something that I shared that felt extremely vulnerable. Hmm. And I was like, I don't want that out there. People are going to attack me because of, hmm. of I, because I said that, or they're going to be like, Oh, I was right. Or whatever. Yeah. I'm giving them ammo essentially. Yeah. Um, and I was going to reach out to Stewie and be like, cut it out. Like yeah. get rid of this part. Yeah. I don't know when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I didn't. And the reason I didn't was no, like, this is exactly what we're talking about doing. Hmm. So it has to be modeled. Being vulnerable. Like yeah. if we're saying being vulnerable, like you, yeah, vulnerability comes with potential harm. Yeah. That's just reality of it. Yeah. So I can't cut it out. Yeah. So it's the same thing with this. So that same idea came back up of, of I could just cut it out and then no one heard it except for Andrew and then and Stuart and no, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and let's be honest, Stuart probably didn't even hear it. He probably just cut around it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he probably didn't listen right. to it. Um, uh. Though he finds it, you know, he's pretty damn good at finding the things that are that we say inappropriately and cut them out uh, and send them to us so we can hear ourselves saying them. Um, we're thankful for him. In, He's good. We are extremely yes, thankful. Yes, for thank Stuart. you, Stuart. If you're listening to this, yeah, we're, we're thankful for you, my friend. We are but, so thankful. No, do but, you, so I, I say all this to say this of like, no, this is what has to be modeled. Mm-hmm. Like I said it, I did it. I was wrong. I shouldn't have. Yeah. I'm apologizing for it. Yeah. Like, this is what relationship looks like. We have to model these things to each other. Like, I have to get really good at apologizing as a Christian. That's just the reality. Yeah. I'm going to do things that harm relationship. Yeah. And I have to apologize for those things when I do it. Yeah. And it's important. It's important to model. And it's like, yeah, the God has used this, the, our conversations uh, on here to humble me and, and remind me of things and encourage me at times and make me laugh at times. Um, but, oh, yeah, sure. man, I... It's pretty uniquely vulnerable to to do this, but on the on the selfishness like topic of how do we love better uh, to reduce selfishness? How do we demonstrate love better? If I'm thinking about like a a wrap up of a few takeaways, one might be um, try to live out, which this is the answer to everything, <laughs> but try to live out. Uh, try to make your life look more like Jesus's life looked, um, especially in the form of being accessible to other people. Um, for me, the one I was talking about is write down and that you put a good point on is like, write down some questions that that may come back to bite you, but push you towards God. Questions of like, yep. I want to be less selfish. I want to be more loving. Yep. So what questions do you need to ask yourself in those moments where you don't want to be those things, write it down, pray about it. If you don't know the questions, if you don't know how you're selfish, ask God and write down whatever, whatever he tells you back. And then, um, third, like from my boss, that, um, kind of guide of like intentional slowness, sometimes choose to drive in the slow lane, choose to walk behind the slow walker and not pressure them. Choose to take the the lane in the grocery store with six people in it rather than one with three. You know, slow yourself down. Um, Those are some like definite kind of easy takeaways that that I heard. Anything you want to add or as as we kind of do some closing thoughts? 
No, I think those are great. The only thing I think I'd add is is make sure you're, you're you posture yourself to be full of grace. Mm. Um, look for opportunities to show grace. Um, I think that's the most attractive part of the gospel. So um, there's a lot of attractive parts of the gospel. I don't know if I could say that, but it is it is one of the attractive parts of the gospel is the grace that's shown to us. Yeah. So choose to practice showing it to other people, even if you don't think they deserve it, even if you don't think it's beneficial to them, because that's where we usually stop ourselves. Right. I'm not going to show grace right now because I need to learn the lesson. Yeah. Um, choose to show grace anyways. Like look for opportunities to actually show grace to people. Yeah. Um, create opportunities where you can show grace to people. Not create opportunities like manipulate situations, <laughs> like make, make bad decisions yeah. and then show grace. That's right. freaking weird. Right. Don't go down those Don't crazy do roads. Don't I know that. people that may and nah, terrifying, do terrifying life mm-hmm. to live. Don't go down those roads. But yeah, look for opportunities to show grace and choose to show grace even when you don't think you should. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.